Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We are going to be talking about uh, a little bit about the value of education versus the value of credits. And I, I think there are a lot of people that think, well, you get a credit, you've gotten an education, and these things go hand in hand. But that's maybe not always the case. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is spurred uh, by, uh, by an article that you and I read in Forbes magazine, and we'll link to it, where they talked about the, the hundreds of thousands of individuals who've accumulated credit but dropped out of a formalized uh, higher education and and what do we do with them, right? How do we recognize their learning as much as have they acquired any additional knowledge outside of higher education that could be meaningful toward the credit? So is credit the the total sum of what we need to consider in terms of education? Uh, or is it a small sliver of education? This is the uh, our topic of discussion uh, for the day. Yeah, and you know it, it kind of ties into a couple of discussions here that we've had recently. And one of those, I think, is you know the ability for students to be able to move from institution to institution with with relative ease. So you know you have a lot of community college students that go to community college with the idea that they're going to take their quote-unquote generals at community college and then go to a four-year institution. And sometimes they find that their credits aren't transferring. And then you have a, a population of students that starts at one college and for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. And they end up going to another college and find that their, their credits aren't transferring. And for a student, that's very frustrating. Um, and, you know, not to mention non-traditional students that maybe have accumulated a lot of life skills and accumulated a lot of knowledge. And now they're going back to school and being told, well, you know, I understand that you've worked in this particular area for 10 years, but you need to take this basic 101 level class to prove that you actually know this it's a big dilemma and i think i think it's largely spurred from our use of the credit which to my understanding was started over a century ago at the at the uh, carnegie foundation to figure out how to pay faculty and then it it evolved from there to what we have today, in addition to paying faculty and their load, you know, how many credits do you need to take to graduate? And, you know, education could be weighed and measured by the credit. But as you alluded to, there are so many places, and, and I'm going to challenge people to think about um, the university from which Aristotle or Socrates graduated what was their commencement like so is learning only defined by the by the uh, walls of an institution or is it by the transmission of the learning and the acquiring and the growing of that learning maybe i'm being pedantic maybe i'm, I'm you know i'm a little uh, pie in the sky but we do it every day you know we accept international baccalaureate we accept 
military credit. Uh, we accept advanced placement, uh, CLEP exams, transfer from other institutions. But yet we come up with different variables. Sometimes, oh, if it's older than five years, it doesn't count. Um, okay, so we should throw out Shakespeare because it's over five years, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm. Uh, I know I'm not a jaundiced and uh, and 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 uh, uh, person, but I think I think we have an issue of education vis-a-vis -vis credit. What do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you do you see it from the same perspective? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important for you know an ease for that credit to be able to move around with the student. Um, you know, I understand from an institution, you know, we like to think, oh, we do it the best way. You know, we teach this the best way. And, you know, when we when we teach this math class or English class or whatever, you know, we know we've done it effectively. And I get that. You know, we all want to take pride in who we are, how we teach and what we do. But at the same time, um, you know, there are other measures, like you said, you know, we, we do regularly, you know, I remember when I went to, to college, I was able to test out of my foreign language requirement because I had acquired the foreign language skills to achieve that when I got to, to college. Um, and I had an opportunity that if I would have taken a foreign language class, I could have gotten some bonus credit for that as long as my grade hit a certain level, but I had checked that box. And, you know, these are things that we do routinely. So, you know, on, on one hand, I, I wonder if sometimes we aren't inadvertently penalizing students that, uh, you know, acquired knowledge somewhere else, whether that be at another college or whether that be, you know, somehow in life, they've acquired knowledge, you know, I'll just use myself as an example. Um, you know, I've done a lot in terms of, of graphic design, in terms of social media in my job. Now, with those, none of that has come from formal education. Uh, I've not taken a college class of any sort to learn these skills. Now, if I were to go to a college, um, is it insulting to me as a student to say, well, you have to start at the beginning? <laughs> well, I, I, I think you know the answer. I think every listener knows the answer to that. Um, well, yes. And, and what we pride ourselves on in higher education is that we are teaching you skills so you can continue on to be a lifelong learner, right? To where the scenarios flip and I have learned, yet you're saying I haven't because I don't have credits from a particular institution um, or type of institution. And, and, and I, I, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have metrics, but I'm thinking about the example you gave where a student at a private university where almost 100% of the operating funds have to come from tuition, yet you're able to transfer in credit 
from your AP as well as um, uh, be able to waive certain classes because of your proficiencies. Uh, so we do it, but somehow um, we don't have it in a uniform fashion. And what to me, perhaps uh, the the biggest conclusion that I got from the uh, from that Forbes article is the fact that we're not tracking what the people have learned outside of the walls of our tuition. Um, so is there a, a an easy solution to that? I'm not convinced that there is, but it ties back into conversations we've had uh, regarding the way we're funded uh, and what we consider to be completion, what we consider to be success measures, which includes all of those credits. And then you overlay on it that we are in an existential uh, competition across institutions because of our dwindling population largely across the nation um i don't know do you, do you see it this way yeah and you know these are some topics we're going to explore more over our next couple of episodes as well uh you know talking about this and um you know definitely there are some areas that we are doing this that we could probably pull from here to help over here uh, so if you enjoy conversations like this, we've been talking about the value of education versus credit. If you enjoy conversations like this, you're watching us here on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to our channel. Ring that bell down below so you get notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can also find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.